Hello and welcome to the e-commerce playbook podcast. My name is Andrew Ferris and I am so glad you've joined me again today to do a little reflection on what we learned this year on Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend. I'm going to tell you a basic sense of how it went for 4x400, the e-commerce holding company that I have the pleasure of leading. If you don't know me, if you don't know this podcast, 4x400 is, uh, like I said, an e-commerce holding company that acquires, operates, and grows D2C brands. We're working on six brands right now. And uh, I'm going to tell you how it went for us uh, for Black Friday weekend and five takeaways for me from this year from Black Friday weekend. So uh, it's actually Black Friday weekend. It's not actually over as I'm recording this right now. It's Cyber Monday, middle of the day. Uh, and and uh, But I have a sense of how it has gone for all of our brands. And let me, let me uh, not delay. It went below average for all of our brands, I would say, to varying degrees. Um, we, we just really didn't. This is one of the first years where we really didn't do great across the board. Um, so... Uh, it didn't really matter what kind of sale we ran. Didn't really matter. I mean, just sort of generally speaking, um, none of them really did awesome. The probably the best performer was FC Goods, um, but uh, even that has some question marks with it. Um, it did did mostly very well, but I won't go through all the numbers for each brand because it'll just get tedious. But uh, but below average, below projections across the board. I didn't have a single brand that hit our projections exactly, um, including spend. So we we underspent some of our projected spends, um, and that uh, that is definitely a problem. I mean, there's no question about it. We we I just talked with my team. This won't be news to any of them who are listening. That we just didn't quite get to the heights that we thought we could get to, that we wanted to get to, and. There could be all kinds of reasons for that, um, and I'm still in the midst of kind of evaluating some of those things, what went wrong, what went right. It didn't all go totally wrong, and it wasn't a, an utter and complete disaster, I don't think, um, but, it, but, it, uh, but it definitely went on the lower end of, of where we wanted to be. So um, I have five takeaways for me so far at this stage of the journey, and I'm just going to pass them along to you uh, to tell you kind of what my assessment of the weekend was so far. I'm, I'm hearing really mixed things out in the world of e-commerce. Some people really smashing, some people not, and uh, everything in between. And so um, so I hope it went great for you. Uh, there's still, of course, a lot of month left. So so uh, it's, it's important to start learning from this stuff now and think about how to maximize the rest of the few weeks. Um, uh, even as we pass Black Friday weekend. So uh, five takeaways. Okay, so number one, don't launch early. This is probably my biggest takeaway this year. Uh, we got fairly spooked, I would say, by some of the shipping timeline stuff that we were hearing. And so we launched sales pretty early to try and generate um, as, as big of days as possible. And um, I think that really was pretty counterproductive. There's a couple of reasons for that. So I think... We didn't spike nearly as big, particularly for Bamboo Earth, as I had expected us to get, and for Slick, uh, both. Um, and we typically don't launch our sales super early, and we don't make a big deal out of it. In fact, we've almost always launched um, on Black Friday uh, for sales before. And so I had a much bigger spike projected, I think, related to that than... Um, than uh, than what actually happened. And I think that's a lot of where we missed. Um, I just think we took some of the wind out of the sails of the urgency of the offer by doing that. Of course, I, I don't know the counterfactual. Maybe we did actually make the same amount of total revenue we would have made whether we launched early or not. We just didn't do as big of individual days. Uh, we still had some record days for those, for uh, particularly for Slick, and, and that's really good, and for FC Goods, but, um, but not overwhelming in the way that I had hoped. So number one, 
the first thing I learned, uh, or the first reason for um, for not launching early is because a rising tide raises all boats. I think you just don't want to go too far against consumer expectation. If you just think about what's happening on Black Friday, people are coming knowing that that's the day for your best offer. And I think by launching early, you actually introduce some doubt there uh, that you're going to give that your best offer really is uh, going to be at Black Friday, or that people you know people maybe get the email and they just kind of wonder like wait a minute, if I take this offer now, is it, are they just going to make it even better on Friday? You know, because brands do stuff like that all the time. You know, Hey, we're launching our offer early. Actually, we made it even better. Like, um, weird stuff like that. And I just think in general, what you want to be doing is positioning yourself within the realm of consumer expectations so that people come, they know what they're getting, um, and they can shop, they get your best price. And that's kind of that. I think that's the, one of the ways you make those days really, really big. Um, both in terms of an ad level and in terms of uh, your owned audiences, your SMS, email, all that kind of stuff, social. So, um, so yeah, so that's, uh, that's the first reason for that. Obviously, there are exceptions to this. If you are Amazon and you can create Prime Day and you can create a new set of consumer expectations around a different day, great. Um, but And I've seen some D2C brands do this. Like I know uh, Diff Eyewear, who I used to work with, uh, some Diff really smart entrepreneurs running that brand, they um, they created Diff Day and they had big sales on Diff Day and and they teased it and they, and they did a whole big deal around why you should buy on Diff Day. Um, so you can do that, um, but I would say if you do that, you really have to do that and you have to create that expectation for, for customers. So rising tide raises all boats, that's one reason. Uh, number two, and this is a little more technical, it's also a little more speculative, but I think one of the things you miss out on, if you launch your sale early, and we launched with Slick about a week early, uh, the Monday before Black Friday. Um, with Bamboo, we launched almost two weeks early with um, the Monday before that Monday, right? So like, what is that, 11 days early or something? Uh, we, um, by launching early, um, we were uh, hoping that we would be able to hone in on our best ads over that time. But that didn't really work on the one hand. Like we just didn't really come up with creative over that time that actually, until really the last minute, that we actually found was our like very best creative. And on the other side of that, we missed out on driving a lot of very high value customers over those two weeks. So, um, so if you think about it, by running our sale ads and our sale offers early, uh, what we did is we took about 11 days, let's say in Bamboo's case, about 11 days worth of customers who would have seen full prices on the website and then gotten hit with our email offers for Black Friday weekend. Um, instead, they're getting uh, ads right away about discounts and you're sort of just attracting discount customers very early for a couple weeks there. And I, I wonder if those customers are actually worth less to me Black Friday weekend. Now, maybe they're worth more because they're discount people. Like, I, I don't know for sure. But um, I'm not seeing quite the same delayed attribution spike on my ads that I've seen in the past. Like, there's just a few things that say to me, like, those customers were not as valuable as I hoped they'd be on Black Friday weekend. Um, and unless something radically changes today on Cyber Monday, then I, I just don't see us getting to that uh, same kind of thing. So... Um, so I don't know. I mean, that, like I said, a little more speculative there. I don't have hard data on that, but I wonder if by missing out on those last couple weeks worth of high value customers, um, if, uh, if we actually made our total revenue come a little lower, uh, you know, like I said, you'll never know the counterfactual on what would have happened if we didn't do that, but we won't be launching early again in the future. I can pretty much tell you that for sure. Uh, and we would not have this year if it weren't for the, the shipping timeline thing. All right. Um, 
Second, be careful with what kind of brand you are at Black Friday. And, and I don't mean this like in terms of discounting. I mean in terms of how your, posi- how your brand's history, how giftable you are, like a few of those little nuances, like how much owned audience you have. Um, be careful with that at Black Friday and your expectations. I have seen, for example, brand new brands launch and have incredible Black Fridays even very, very early in their history. But I have seen the opposite too. Uh, I've seen brands launch around Black Friday. I've seen a couple, I've seen this twice actually. Brands launch around Black Friday, really perform poorly because they're not that great of gifts among other things um, and people don't know them. And and you're trying to enter into the auction on Facebook ads, especially if you're trying to drive fast growth with, growth with Facebook ads. People are trying to um, enter into the most competitive time of the year uh, on ads with a brand that that customers don't know, they get to the site, there's no reviews on the page, so they don't trust it. Um, there's no comments on your ads, there's no social following if they're doing any research. Like they just, it's it's so competitive a time. CPMs are so freaking high um, that, um, that it's just really challenging. And so I think what my future advice for people are you gonna be, uh, people is going to be here is like, don't try to launch your brand right at Black Friday, Cyber Monday, unless it is an incredible gift product. If it's an incredible gift product, and I mean incredible, then you might want to try it because you can make that moment very big by getting very high value clicks um, and very high conversion rate right away. Uh, I saw this uh, the first time with uh, Pupsop. Uh, pet socks, go pup socks, which did incredible as the first brand I saw do the sort of print your dog's face on socks. Um, they launched at holiday moment and they almost destroyed their business because they performed way better than they could have expected and then couldn't fulfill all the orders and had a lot of very angry customers. Um, they were a victim of their own success in that regard. It was, it was a mind blowing thing to see how well they performed, but it was also a brand new product, incredibly good, cheap gift product. Like it just, it was an awesome idea right at holiday, and so it performed incredibly, incredibly well. Extreme, extreme seasonality. For me, though, like what I saw was with my brands that don't have that or weren't running a big offer or anything like that, they kind of just got killed, or maybe not totally killed, but just didn't. They just had average or worse days because the reason CPMs on ads are so high, of course, is because clicks are worth a lot of money. So the conversion rates get so high that that uh, traffic is very valuable, which means people are willing to pay a lot for the traffic and they go and they spend tons and tons of money on Black Friday weekend on ads and it drives up the price for everybody and that's kind of that. Well, if the traffic isn't worth that much more to you, then all you're doing is paying too much for the clicks. Um, and so if you don't have an email audience built up, if you don't have any owned audience, SMS, social, all those kinds of things uh, built up, like it just is not gonna go that well. And so you should be careful both around your expectations and projections and also with even like potentially launching something new because uh, you could be in some real trouble. So the takeaway here though, be very careful. The point is it's so competitive. It's so competitive Black Friday weekend that Temper your expectations. Be careful about how you launch into this, depending on the kind of brand you have. Even a well-established brand can have a really big Black Friday, Cyber Monday, but is unlikely to have the incredible crazy spike without the gifting element that really, really makes this awesome. If you have a great gift brand, it's different. Um, but I would, I would uh, consider your engagement relative to your history here, um, relative to the moment. So uh, that's number two. Number three, 
I've seen this a bunch of years in a row. I almost forgot about it this year. Um, but very often, if you're expecting to drive growth with ads, um, your sale ads are going to perform best in remarketing. But at prospecting, lots of times it is your evergreen ads that are going to do the best work for you. And I think there are just all kinds of reasons for this. But and I saw a lot of chatter about this um, on Twitter in particular, just that people were seeing that the best performing ads they had were just their old ads that were they had been running for months and they just left them on. Um, and basically what happened is like all those clicks just were more valuable. And there's probably a lot of reasons for this. One of them is, if again, if, if you're talking about Facebook here, like you're not in the learning phase on those ads, which really could matter a lot. Uh, those ads already have a bunch of learning uh, built into them. So uh, so that could really that could really help a lot. Um, a lot of times also you've already selected by that point for your best performing ads. So you've got your highest click-through rates, your cheapest, highest quality CPCs, whether it's whether your highest quality is because they're cheap or because they're just good clicks, like, um, et cetera. And, and this is the key. If you do a great job messaging your sale on site, if you do a great job messaging your sale on site, then you don't actually necessarily need on Black Friday weekend to run a sale ad at prospecting. And the reason why is like everybody knows there's a sale. So if you just message on site, if people are interested in the product and you do a great job showing on your product pages, here's the offer, 20% off, whatever, then you can convert those clicks at a much higher rate while also getting the best versions of your clicks because it's stuff that you've already validated as good quality traffic. So that's another thing for me where I think next year the takeaway will be to really work hard over the course of the month leading up to... Um, leading up to Black Friday, Cyber Monday, really, really work hard to make sure that um, that we have our best creative really dialed in. Just create some urgency around creative development well before Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And, and that's probably what I would do with those couple weeks um, instead of running the sale early, really make sure that I've got lots of new creative launched into the account, lots of stuff that's working, um, getting out of learning phases as quickly as possible, those kinds of things to make sure that I really have my best performing prospect and creative over that weekend. Uh, yeah. Uh, fourth, uh, number four, lesson number four, uh, for those brands that have a subscription element, use Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend to build subscriber bases. Um, uh, so I'm thinking here of Bamboo and Slick again, um, Bamboo Earth, which has a, is a significant and growing subscriber base, uh, typically has this sort of standard deal, which is either pay full price for the product once or get 10% off the product when you subscribe. That's our evergreen subscription offer. But what we did this year for Black Friday, Saturday, Monday weekend was for, we, we, uh, we made it so that it's 20% off the site. And, and if you subscribe to 20% off, you lock in that price for forever. And we sent an email about that to customers, but I'm kind of kicking myself going like, we could have done a lot better of job of really segmenting those customers who have told us they love our product. Um, by either multiple purchases or with five-star reviews or anything like that and really say to them like three or four times over that period of time, hey, lock in this price forever. Subscribe, 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 subscribe. Because I think we really could have done a lot better of a job of building that into a way to turn Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend with customers who love our product already to really turn that into an opportunity to build that subscriber base. It's very hard to create high LTV um, at holiday. Holiday is your worst LTV customers constantly. Um, that's because people are looking for deals, they're buying once for a gift and it's not for themselves, like all kinds of things like that. But subscribers, I suspect that won't be the same problem. I'm sure there'll be some churn uh, just like anything else, but especially because our subscription offer is the same as our, as our site-wide offer, I'm assuming a subscriber there would be a high quality subscriber. It's not somebody going from 20% off to 30% off and then, and then churning on the same day 
um, just because they're trying to get a better deal. Like in this case, that person could have just gotten 20% off once. The only reason you'd take our subscription offer at Black Friday, Cyber Monday would be to lock in that price long term. So presumably you want the next version of it at that price. There's literally no advantage otherwise. And I think we could have done a much better job of saying to that customer, um, really specifically targeting them with lots of different things, um, particularly on our owned audiences, but but maybe even with some remarketing ads and, and really targeting people specifically to say, like, get in there, subscribe, messaging on site, do everything we could to really turn it into that. I think, I think we could have done a much better job there and it's something I'll have an eye on in the future. And number five, finally, this is a much more of a sort of evergreen takeaway, but I was blown away by my team's ability to churn out lots of high quality ads very fast. As it turns out, the best performing ads that we had in uh, a couple of our accounts, uh, Bamboo and Slick for sure, um, were developed either on Friday or um, or right before it at some point, like on Thursday night or Wednesday, not really Thursday night, we mostly take Thanksgiving off, but um, basically right in the final push to this. And it's because we did have this lead up uh, where we had launched sales early. So we did have some data on our ads. And, and what was clear to me is that we didn't have ads that were performing quite well enough. And so um, I know I started working on some ideas and I was working with a, design, a couple of our designers on, um, particularly one of my designers, Robbie, who's been at this for a long time. He's just a talented guy. And, um, and Robbie and I worked together to generate some ads for Slick and Bamboo that ended up, uh, as well as Amber, our, our founder uh, for Bamboo Earth, um, to, that ended up being our best performing ads for those accounts over the weekend. Particularly for Bamboo, some ads that really, really seem to be outperforming other stuff. And thankfully, they're also evergreen prospecting. They're not sale-specific, so we should be able to keep running them. Um, and either way, what I was amazed at is, I mean, we developed, like, oh, I think... 50 plus ads in the last week for multiple brands, uh, just like firing, creating uh, stuff. And the reason was because there was this urgency for us as a team to try to make this moment as big as possible. And though it didn't quite work out the way I had hoped, we definitely improved our performance by having all of that generation. It would have been a lot worse had we not done that. And the takeaway for me was when the team is rallied around a goal that matters to all of us, they're capable of, of and when we're all locked in on like solving the number one most important problem next, we're really able to generate a lot of stuff fast. Another example of that is um, my uh, Jacob Sappington, who who runs our email. Uh, he's our manager of retention, really smart guy. Jacob um, was realizing I'm going to be overwhelmed by this build. And so he went and found a, a virtual assistant to help him just with our builds. So Jacob was building like SOPs to use, utilize a virtual assistant to help him build out emails so he didn't have to do the sort of busy work component of it, like two weeks before Black Friday because he realized what the challenge was gonna be. He went, found the right guy. He's The, the guy who he's working with is awesome. We love him. Um, and built out everything he needed to make it happen. And he did that really, really fast because the urgency created that. And for me, it's a reminder that part of my job as a leader is to create that same kind of urgency around other moments where it matters. You can't do that all the time. The adrenaline can't stay high for forever, but you can create that when it really matters. Um, and if you if you maintain, it was interesting, we, we had our Monday morning gratefulness meeting this morning where people just say what they're grateful for to start the week. Um, and as we did, like multiple team members talked about how grateful they were for the team 
for the energy level that was happening over the weekend on Slack. And, and even though we're fully remote, like, um, it was happening on Slack with all kinds of conversations and ideas firing and, f- and flying around across all of our brands, including the ones that didn't do as well. Like there's just nobody hung their head. Instead, it was just necessity is the mother of invention. And people just kept creating new ideas. And I really am optimistic about where we're at for all of our brands, including 31 Bits, which uh, had a decent weekend. Um, did over seven grand on Black Friday. Hopefully we'll have a solid day today. Uh, but just, but not overwhelming and still not quite where I wanted to be. And so, um, but but still, now I, I think we have our best idea yet for the brand because of, because of just the urgency that people were feeling. Um, so it was just really cool to see. And actually what people were saying they were grateful for about that this, this morning was the camaraderie, but also the positive, uh, the positivity that people were expressing. Just that we're in it together, we're trying to solve problems together, and nobody's biting each other's heads off and yelling at each other or whatever. But because people care about the same thing and they want to win and they're good quality people and we try to treat each other well, and there's a culture of positivity in general, we're able to pair urgency with positivity in a way that um, was really awesome from my perspective as a leader this weekend. And, uh, and it's something I think is replicable moving forward at other moments. And so now, because we're a little behind the eight ball, we're going to have to push really hard. We're going to have to, but uh, I'm. I now actually really believe we can get there, and uh, and and I'm optimistic about all three of our new brands and about the direction of of where Bamboo and Slick are going, uh, for a lot of reasons. So, um, in some ways, a disappointing weekend for sure, but learned a lot. I think there's a lot to take with us this year. The the goal now is to figure out where to write those ideas down so I don't lose lose track of them for next year. That's with with Black Friday always a year one year from the next. Uh, that's always the challenge. But that's what we've got this year. Um, for our Black Friday. And uh, yeah, I hope yours went great. And, uh, and now it's time to lock in for December. So there you have it. We, we, uh, those are my five lessons from Black Friday this year. Uh, again, the rest of the day, the rest of the weekend still um, winding down here as I record this on Cyber Monday. Um, I would really love to hear from you. What did you see this um, this Black Friday weekend that uh, that was different or what did you take away? What were your big learnings from it? Um, what were your big lessons from it? Shoot those to me at Andrew J. Ferris on Twitter. Tag me, DM me, whatever. Uh, or uh, or email me at podcast at 4x400.com. I would love to hear those from you and maybe just uh, fire off some of those uh, as I get them from people or or maybe mention them next week or something like that. So would love to hear what you learned. Thanks always for as always for listening. We would love it if you would rate and review um, and, uh, and yeah, thanks. And hopefully you have a great rest of the month.